For the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian living. Bishop Edward Butchery is a son of Bishop Dagwood Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Macarius Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchery for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. Come and pray that he will speak to you this evening. Pray that a blessing will come your way. Receive him into your hearts. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Father. We welcome you, Lord, and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Be seated, everybody. It's going to be the shortest message you have ever heard. <laughs> I'm still talking about why few are chosen. And Joe, why are you sitting at the back like that? Hey, please move forward. Wonderful. You know, do you, do you see that it is not many people who work for God? Eh? Do you see that? Yeah. Even when you take a church where we say we are all believers, it is not everybody who does something for God. In every country today, Christians are almost like minority. Many people call themselves Christians. Do you understand? The world, the world has, it is believed that we have um, over 1.5 or 6 billion people who are supposed to be Christians. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what it is believed. But people just call themselves Christians. But they, they don't even go to church, number one. And if they go to church, they don't do anything. They just sit down. When the church finishes... Some people, even when they go, they don't even wait for the service to end. It's like some people cannot stand a service that is more than two hours. When they go to a church in Europe, if you do a service and it is more than one and a half hours, people will start working out. They will walk out. They will walk out. They will leave you alone. And many Christians in developed countries also raise up their children in churches, but their children don't go to church. So if you go to Europe, typical Europeans, their children are not in church. All the churches where white people go are old people. 
two weeks or so ago, some Dutch people came to the church on a Sunday. And I think, Betty, you met them. After the service, I don't know whether they told you, they, they, I was speaking with them. And the woman was almost in tears and said that she was happy to see young people in the church. But where she is, their children don't go to church. She said, the churches are empty. It is only us. They don't come. Yeah. That's what is happening. So, hello. So what it is is that many people call themselves Christians, but they are not there for God. Let's not look at Europe. America is even now worse. Now, one of the things that has happened in America is that many Christians don't go to church. They say they are online worshippers. Yeah. People who have built mega churches, T.D. Jakes, Joel Austin, all these people who used to have thousands of people going to church on Sundays. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Rather, the churches that have people going are Nigerians and other African churches. But especially the Nigerians. Their churches are because they, they believe. Yeah. The redeemed, the winners, the other churches. I mean, they are going. The members are going. But the Americans. Many, you see, as the world is progressing and advancing, many people are moving away from God. Yeah. It's like we are so busy, we don't have time for God. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you search online churches for sale in Europe and in America, you will see cathedrals. Yeah. Many of them for sale. Yeah. As for UK, don't go there. Where the revival started, where uh, John Wesley preached and saved UK from the revolution that France experienced. France didn't have somebody like John Knox and John Wesley and all these people. Scotland, they had people who were preachers, fiery preachers. And they brought up the people in the fear of God and it saved them. Today, Islam has taken over. Hinduism has taken over. The six Pakistanis and Indians, they have taken over. Christianity has become obsolete in UK. Sunday they go to a stadium. They will go and do praise and worship. They will, they will pay offerings, give uh, 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 fans to the players, do praise and worship, dance, shout. That's their service. Sunday morning they are in church. Those of you who don't come to church Sunday who watch football, you see them. 10 o'clock in the morning, they are playing matches. They are in the church. That's their church. Europe. That's their church. Yeah. And they'll be happy when they enter a church and they are even praising and singing. They are like robots. You see? They don't move. They don't respond. So as we are moving on, eh, and the times are getting closer, 
you think that people have a certain fear and serve God. But no, I'm telling you, many people are rather walking away. And let's not go to Europe and America that you have not been. Let's be here. You see why people don't come to church weekdays? They are working. <laughs> and they call themselves children of God. But they are so busy, they don't have time for God. They are so busy. Hmm? Ask yourself, are you part of the few? Or you are part of the broader picture? This evening, for a short time, I'm going to share on why few people are chosen. And the point, number one, is because they are not ready. Because they are not ready. Simple. Beautiful. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in the right. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way. That leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Verse 14. 14. Because straight is the gate. And narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Now, you see, this scripture is a typical reflection of the times that we live in. Everybody is looking for something. You are not excluded. And that thing that we are all looking for, it doesn't separate us from Muslims, uh, Christians, whatever. If you go to a school, do you understand? You see Muslims and Christians. Everybody wants to learn. Our children are in school. At a certain age, you are in school. Then after school, you are looking for a job. If, so if you go to an office, you see different kinds of people. We are all looking for one thing. We are all looking for one thing. And because it's a human desire, it doesn't know 
religion. It is not, you see, if you are hungry, being a Christian doesn't mean that you will not be hungry or you don't have need of clothing or you don't have need of shelter. Eh? Eh, eh, do, do you understand? Yeah. What do parents cry about? If, if uh, uh, school fees are expensive, parents will talk. Eh? Buying things for children are expensive. Parents will complain. Food is expensive. Parents will complain. It doesn't know religion. It doesn't know. So our needs are the same. So what happens is that all of us try to fight to survive. Now, that desire to, to survive leads all of us on a wide way, broad ways, like this one is here, this one is doing this, this one is doing this. So you see that everybody, you see, if, if you have finished school or at a certain stage of your life, you are not married, they will look at you as irresponsible. If you are a man, you, you can't get a job, you can't marry, you can't look after yourself. I mean, you, you, feel, you feel the pressure. If you are a woman too, it's like at a certain stage, nobody is coming to, what, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, the, the pressure will start coming. Because you see, that's the broad way. Everybody must do this. Everybody must do this. Everybody must marry. Everybody must go to school. Everybody must do this. So all of us, and unfortunately, that thing takes the place of God in our lives. It takes the place of God. And it only takes a few people to find God in the midst of this. That's why the scripture says, because straight is the gate. Because you see, you think that, it's when they say straight, go to verse 13, let me show you something. Let me show you something in verse 13. Yes. It says, enter ye in at the straight gate. Now, you see, it is, life is set. There are some things that make you feel that if you have these things, you are okay. You see, so it's like we are on a path and this is the end. You can see if you marry, you have children, you look after them, you are this, you are that, that's it. You know, you are okay. So everybody knows where we have to go to. But you see, even though all of us are aiming to that place, the path is different. What people do and, and who they believe in and who they serve is different. It's just a few people who choose God and narrow themselves and make certain sacrifices. And me too, me too. I, I, I'm not a bad father. I'm not a bad wife, uh, husband. Do you understand? Yeah. But I am here with you all the time. Yeah. But somebody who is also like me will not have the time. Even before I became a full-time pastor, every day that I have to go to church, I'm in church. And I have friends who work with me who do the same business that I do. When we close, I mean, they don't have the time and, 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 and the heart to go to church or to be, to, to be in their church. No, no, weekday. Or to go for a camp or to do something. No, it's, it's, it's like even when they go to church on a Sunday, they go for just some few hours and then that's it. But some of us, when we go, it's as if we don't have any life. We are there. You see, so then the, the world is said that it puts pressure on all of us to conform. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to the world, 
Be not conformed because it's a broad way that leads to destruction. Yeah. It leadeth, you see, these are the words of Jesus. It leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in their heart. So many people are lost. They are not, they are not following the Lord. And they call themselves whatever, Christians, whatever. And they will tell you we believe in God. No, no, don't be deceived. You see, that's why sometimes even some parents find it improper for their children to stay in church. Yeah. But when their children are roaming around, it is not a problem, you see. When they are with their friends, I mean, can you imagine that you are at home? Some of you can step out of the house and you can be chatting with your friends for two hours, three hours, or whatever. You see, it's not a problem. But if they know you are not around and you are in a church. <laughs> Be careful. Because as for God, eh, he has chosen a, a, a narrow way. It's like, it's not what everybody is doing that you must follow. It's not where everybody is going that you must go. You got to be different. You have to be different. Many people are never and will never be chosen because they simply are not ready. And this is the scripture. Go to verse 14. It says, okay, verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. So it's like what will give you life in the Lord. Eh? It is not what everybody does. Yeah. It's not what everybody does. It's a different path. And you see that sometimes you can feel lonely. One of the things some years ago, one of the things that ministered to me was I used to feel lonely. Even though I'm a pastor, I have people, you know, in church, this, that, this, that. But I realized that no. It is, it is, sometimes I feel lonely. And I realized that it is, it is good because it helps me to stay with the Lord. And I'm not moved and compelled to be at places where other people want to be. No. But when you follow the crowd, hey, there are things that are popular, appealing. Yeah. So it's like a holiday or something. You see, everybody wants to find something to do, some place to go. I mean, when you are young, sometimes you won't even understand. When ev ev children like crowd, when they see something or people moving, hey, we want to follow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they hear something has happened. Everybody wants to go and see. You know, that inquisitiveness. Yeah. But that's not how we are being brought up by the Lord. You have to be very calculated and specific in your relationship and in your responses to God. Choose things that God prefers. And when you start making those choices, you realize that you are different. I realized when I became serious in the Lord that my choices meant that I will be different from my friends. Where they go, I cannot go. What they love to do, I cannot do. Where they want to be, I cannot be. Yeah, but I have to choose the things of God. And you see, it is a sign 
of readiness. You are ready to follow. Because what does it mean? For as many as are led by the Spirit, what does it mean to be led? It means you are following. You have a leader. Somebody is leading you. And who is that person? It is the Spirit of God. Who is the Spirit of God? It is the Word of God. Yeah. How does God's Word lead you? How does it order your steps? Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Because you, there are many people who are in the church, but I'm t- in their heart. There are some people who are so offended and impatient and in a hurry and, you know, restless and unstable in so many ways. I have seen it. But they are still in the church. Yeah. They are still in it. They have not left. And if you are not wise, you will be surprised that you can, you, can, you can align yourself with somebody who is totally unserious. Yeah, not committed and stable in his or her relationship with God. And that person is your bona fide friend. Yeah. Yeah, bona fide. When he talks, you believe. Because he says things that is also on your mind. Yeah. Why, when we come to church, we, we keep too long. Yeah. Have you seen boys who watch football? When they are watching football, football is supposed to be 90 minutes. If they are 90 minutes finish and there's extra time, do they wake, wake up and go? Have you heard some before? If they finish the one extra time, 120 minutes, and there is no goal or there is no winner and they have to go penalties, do they walk up and go? The, the interest is to see the end of it. Yeah? But you see, many of them don't have that heart when they come to church. There are many people who walk out before the service ends. For various reasons. Yeah. You say you are with God. Narrow is the way that leadeth to life. And it means, you see, you are being led to a certain end though. You haven't reached and you are abandoning ship. Yeah. You have not reached your destiny. You are walking out. Walking out. Yeah. Many people are like that. Hmm. It is only a few who find it. When you find it, you realize that, look, when you come into the presence of God, there must be respect. I don't, I don't walk into a service and walk out. I will stay. It's not about a human being. It's not about a human being. It's about God. Respect for God. Yeah. You want to find peace. You want to find fulfillment. It comes from God. There are many things that you are looking for. Eh? Nobody can give it to you. You can work for years and have money. You realize that you are not happy. You see, many rich people have psychiatrists. And people they consult. I'm telling you, counselors and all kinds of people. Psychology. Yeah, psychologists, whatever. Therapists. Therapist. Yeah. They give them all kinds of names. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you, 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 you thought there is a deception that when you have things, you have life. But I'm telling you, Princess Diana had, it was said that throughout her life, she never repeated a cloth. It's like what she wears today, she will not wear it her life again. She won't wear it. And the things she wears are expensive. So when she died, her wardrobe collection was, was, was auctioned. The dresses, I'm telling you, millions of dollars or pounds. For her dress. They have still not finished selling them. Some are still there. And shoes and bags and hats. She never repeats anything that she wears. Yeah. And they said she's very photogenic. Anytime she takes a picture, she looks happy. She looks graceful. She's a beautiful woman. Oh, she's sweet at heart. But she was depressed. Yeah. She was dying. She didn't, she, she, she was not happy. She could eat. She had bulimia. Bulimia is a psychiatric uh, uh, disease. It's like you, you, you find comfort in eating and you, you, you put on weight. Yeah. Bulimia. And, and, and they eat a lot and then they, they, they put their hand inside their mouth to throw it out. Then she'll come, she'll come and stand outside and it's like anytime they take a picture of her, she looks happy. <laughs> photogenic. The most photogenic woman, the most beautiful woman on earth. Beautiful woman, but the most miserable a princess. She has married a future king. Prince. You, have you married even a Carlos son? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but she wasn't happy. Beautiful things. Designers want to sew things for her. For her to wear. So that it's like their name is on her. You know? Oh, I'm telling you. But hey, her children look at her and see unhappiness in their mother. The world sees her as happy, but deep down, she's not happy. And many people look up to her. The thing that you are looking up to her, you follow these stars. Some of you, you have this People who you call stars. This is my idol. This is my this. This musician. This that. You, you, you are doing your hair the way they do their hair. You have painted your face the way they paint their face. You are wearing things the way they also wear them. I mean, you are modeling your life after these unhappy people. That, that's the world. Mm. That's the world. We follow things. You don't even understand it. But when it comes to the things of God, it's only a few who choose that path. Are you ready? The reason why God doesn't choose people is that he knows in the heart of people those who are ready for him and those who are not ready. There are many people who sit in the church, they are not ready to serve God. They are not ready to commit That's why when you are asked to do something, or even some of you, eh, nobody calls you to do anything, but God himself tells you what to do, but you won't do it. I went to a church, and I spoke to myself, and I said, I will be an usher. 
And I went to the pastor and said, I want to do this work. And I became an usher. And because there was readiness, things that I, 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 I was not a choir person. I, 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 I don't like, I mean, choir. But when I was told to start a choir, I said, I will do it. And we did it. Yeah. You may not like how I sing, but hey, yeah, it's working. It's hey, working. Yeah. It's working. Hmm. You see, that's why some, some of you deceive yourself. It's, it's like you can have a wife who knows how to cook, but you can be hungry. Yeah. I've seen husbands who don't eat in the house. Yeah. Hey, the, the person is not ready. She's not ready to cook for you. She's, she will tell you, I'm tired. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Even when she does it, you see that the food, you see, cooking it is from the spirit, it's from the heart. When you cook from your spirit, it's nice than just, you want to eat something, let me do something for you. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a certain chef. He said, the, re- the difference, somebody asked him, a very known chef in UK, somebody asked him, how come all ingredients are the same, this, that, this, that, but then when you cook, it's different. He said, you have to put your soul in what you offer people. Yeah. Yeah. You see, there's, there's, there's a certain understanding that this thing that I'm doing, eh, I'm doing it with my heart. Yeah. 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 Because many people know how to do things, but sometimes they will do something for you where eh, you won't get a certain re- result. Yeah. If somebody wants to sew for you, the person knows how to sew. How do you sew? You, you learn how to cut and how to join. Is that not so? But you see, the reason why some people's things are different is because there is a certain spirit and a heart they have. When they are sewing something for you, they look at you. They, 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 they profile you and they make sure that what they sew, eh, it, it's, it fits. It's like you feel it. Yeah. You like it. Yeah. 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 They've taken it up. Yeah. 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 I, I know a lady who is a who is a designer. She designs clothes. She can't sew. I'm telling you. She didn't go to she went to university, did business and administration and got a job and was well paid. But she likes to dress. And she says that designing is her passion. She can design things, but she cannot sew. So what she did was to learn how to do the cutting, the designs, and then the cutting, then the people will sew. Today she has stopped all that she's doing. That's what she's eating on. Yeah. Meanwhile, some people have gone to sewing school. <laughs> eh? Yeah. She, 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 you see, this lady will look at you. She won't take a measurement. She will look at you and will design something that will fit you without taking measurements. Yeah. Some people have gone to school. They know how to measure. When they measure you after the measurement, what they will sew, you can't wear it. <laughs> you, you still have to go and do adjustments. <laughs> ah. Ah. 
Many years ago, we used to have a tailor in our area. We call him Kulon. Cool, do you know why we call him Kulon? This guy will sew trousers for you. The trousers, one leg will be bigger than the other. Or longer than the other. When you are, when you are bored and you go to him and say, Kulon, Kulon. I will correct it. Kulon, Kulon. So in the area, we all call him Kulon. <laughs> It's like, you see, you say you want to live off this thing, but your output shows that you are not ready. The heart you have and the effort you put into the thing will show whether you are ready. Yeah. There are people who go to catering school. Their food is not nice. I'm telling you. Yeah, they have certificates. They have done graduation. They've done parties. But their food is not nice. I'm telling you. There are some people who have never gone to catering school before. And they bake a cake for you. And they do bread. They do meat pie. They do they cook rice. Even rice, some sisters don't know how to cook rice. When they freeze their rice, you wonder whether they stop the fire when it was in the middle of, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 you see, when excellence is not attached to your service, it is an indication of your unpreparedness and lack of understanding. Because anything that you find, your hand finds to do, the Bible says, do it well. Do it well. That's why there are some people who do perfumes and you pay $150. Yeah, 25 mil. Small one. And there are ones that are like big bottle. You can use it for six months. <laughs> Anytime you use it, flies will follow you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you understand the message? Yeah, my time is up. I thought it was going to be a short message. Many people are not chosen because they are not ready. You know, I have noticed sometimes people say, I'm looking for a job. But you give them a job, you see that these people are not ready to work. Yeah. Even marriage. Many of you sisters want marriage, but you are not ready to marry. Some of you, the way you talk to men, you shouldn't marry. You are not ready. Because see, what, what, what the Bible teaches about marriage, you don't listen. You won't listen. That's why you hear people say that, put the Bible aside. Let's face reality. What is reality? The Bible is the reality of life. And your foolishness is the deception you walk in. If you, if you ever hear somebody say, put 
what the Bible has said. Let's face reality. Sometimes they are, they are even strong to say that you hide behind the Bible and use the Bible to deceive us. I mean, I won't stand for that. Let me face you. Yeah. 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 Some people call themselves Christians, but they are not ready to serve. They're not ready. Some people want to travel. They are not ready. If you travel, you will see the hair. You want to go and work in America, and then they will tell you, oh, when you come and you are working, they will pay you $7 an hour, and you can save it. Yeah. When you go, you see that hair. It's just no be like that, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Readiness is a quality you must have when it comes to the things of God. When I joined the church, my first prayer with, I mean, I think it was the Holy Spirit. I didn't understand many things. But the prayer I used to pray personally, consistently, every day, I used to have a friend that we pray, me and him, Monday evenings, in the, we go to the church. Six o'clock to seven o'clock, seven o'clock to eight o'clock, something. One hour. The two of us, we pray for faithfulness because I said to myself, Charlie, one has followed, I have followed my father, I've gone to church, I've never been serious. Do you understand? And I've never taken the church serious or God serious, but now I'm ready to be serious. So I want to be faithful. It means I want to stay. I, I was not praying that God choose me and use me for. I said, Lord, give me faithfulness because even in relationship, I was not faithful. I never was not. That's why I didn't want to marry. Yeah. When you see us that we have married one, it's a, it's a miracle. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So it's a miracle. Yeah. Us women bring nonsense a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what is what is what is important to you? Eh? It's not important to them. And what is important to them is not also important to you. Uh, you, you need a certain wisdom. That's why the Bible tells us dwell with them according to knowledge that your prayers be not hindered. And you go and take a woman and you don't know how to handle her. You can pray and God will be angry with you because Charlie. Yeah. Mm. I understood things. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? Hey. Yeah. Jared, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> what I'm saying is true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because see, do you know something? I'm sure maybe I've told you before. One, one day, a certain guy saw, the, I mean, women were interviewed and asked, what do you expect from your husband, from a man? And a survey of 100 women, they gave, when they put together their expectations, more than 400 points. Yeah, the woman wants the husband to be the head, yes. I mean, take charge of the house, be a plumber, solve problems, be a, a mechanic, uh, be a painter, uh, be, a, be an electrician, uh, everything. Yeah, be a security man. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
everything, you know. Women, share. Yeah. Then they asked the men. Hundreds of this. And they came with one point. Do you know what the point? All the men said one thing. They said, leave us alone. <laughs> when you marry a, a man, eh, your wisdom, let the man be happy. Let him, let him be in his own world. But some of you will understand. Uh, when you go somewhere, you say, where are you coming from? That you are, you are late. Hey, you should even be happy that I've come late. Do you understand? No, you see, you see, you see that. Listen, sit down, sit down. The fact that, listen to me, the fact that the women are arguing, it shows that some of you are not ready to marry. Not ready. Don't let me change the message. I'm talking about. <laughs> Why few people are chosen? Yeah. Why few people are chosen? Yeah. You see, many times you have expectations for things. But the reason why your expectations, we, say, we quote a scripture, we say the expectation of the righteous is not, shall not be cut. Yes. You see, in some cases, it is cut off because you are not ready. What you expect should inform your character and your person. If you want to be rich, you want to be happy, you have to have a certain mind. And normally, you see people who don't have that mind, but they still want to enjoy. Marriage is a wild level of uh, 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 maturity. Two different people. Yeah. Me, I don't like talking. So I can be there. I won't talk. Yeah. If you're in a marriage, you can't do that. You see? So you can't say that. That's how I am. That's how I am. Accept it. You got to talk. Because marriage is built on a relationship. How can you call somebody a friend and the person doesn't talk? Eh? Even Mr. Bean, he talks. No matter how funny he is, he will talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you are very spiritual. Like man, you are very spiritual. Prayer. I mean, as for you, they shouldn't worry you with things, you know, I mean, hey, you're hey. You see, when you are joined together, do you understand joined together? You were not joined only in the spirit, you were joined also in the flesh. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah. You were joined in the flesh. Yeah. You were joined in the soul. You have to speak. You have to exchange ideas. You have to speak. You have to, you have to give your vision. You have to encourage. Because sometimes your wife can be depressed. Can be, the fear can come. Things will be going on and she doesn't know where to stand. You two have decided that you won't talk. It's because you are not ready. You don't understand it. Marriages don't work because people are not ready. Yeah. You just want to call yourself a uh, missus. Your husband will call you on the phone. You won't pick. Yeah. There are some women, when they sleep, the husband will never wake them up to do anything for them. Because their sleep is the peaceful time in the house. Yeah. If he is hungry, he will survive. He will find himself something to eat or go out. Yeah. Because anytime you are awake, a lot of things are awake. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you listen, you know, we are social beings. And we don't live in isolation. We, 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 we are very exposed. You see, one of the, one of the uh, 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 negative sides of people who are socialites, who are exposed, education, business, contact, they have a lot of people who say a lot of things on everything to them. So they discuss things openly. They talk about relationships, they talk about experiences. But you see, when you listen to people's experiences, it doesn't make you wise. Your decision should not be based on how people are practicing or, or, or relating with each other in their marriages. Yours must be biblical. You see, the world, the world has set standards of comfort and of peace and of pleasure, which is contrary to the word of God. So many people like to do things that are against God's word. And, and if you're not careful, you'll be flowing and listening and exposing yourself to people who are empty. But because they have a certain standing, you tend to lean on them. Yeah. God speaks to us. There, one of the reasons why me, I, when I was growing up, my, when I started working, my friends, all my friends in the area that we sit and drink and have fun, all of them don't want to marry. No. Woman. Marry. Yeah. Up to today, they haven't changed. Successful people, who, they've given birth, two children, three children, different women, they are looking after them, they are still going to the pub, hanging out with boys, boys, I mean like that. Talking about politics, talking about business, relating with each other, traveling together, enjoying life together as if cream of the cream. But it's an emptiness. You see, it's, 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 you, you have made choices, but it's, it's destructive. That's not the part and the pattern of God. Yeah. Why did God made, uh, make a, 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 a woman for Adam? There's some stability. The church is a, a, a pillar and the ground of truth. So when you are here, you have to understand that the things that are, are, are being said, eh, 
as hard as it is, it is the truth. You must embrace them. When you follow social media, you won't respect any pastor. You, you won't respect any preaching. Yeah. One day, we had a, a lady in our church who has had issues in relationships and fights with her mother. And she doesn't qualify in any way to advise anybody on relationships. But she has a friend who hosts a, a, a radio show. So I think Monday evening or something, 8 o'clock, she goes to sit on the radio and they are talking about relationships. And people are calling women's talk. I feel sorry for people who listen to such. Yeah. Hmm? Later they realize that the person who was the show crap, she's even a lesbian. She doesn't like men. She, she doesn't like men. And she's, she's talking about relationships, advising young people on relationships. And she asked people who are sponsoring her show. You see, the world of the world, eh? be careful. The things you listen to. Uh, some of you don't listen to preaching. You, your ears are not tuned to the word of God. There are people, that you listen to a lot of junk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you listen to a lot of junk. So your head is filled with a lot of rubbish, rubbish dump. Yeah. Hmm? That's why you can't, you see, you, you can't offer yourself to God. Yeah, you cannot. Even, even to be stable, even to be stable is a problem for many people who call themselves Christians. So God doesn't use them. Not because he doesn't want. They are not ready. Not ready because they are following the broad way. Everybody is doing this, everybody is thinking this way. The world is led by the spirit of deception. Yeah, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah, don't despise the wisdom of God, don't despise this word, the scriptures. You have to know God for yourself. If you don't do that, you think that somebody wants you to do something you are not ready to do. My, my love for God's word and my prayer life and my personal relationship with God makes me convicted in my heart when I hear my bishop preaching that what he's saying and what he says to me is exactly what I've read in the Bible. It's a validation in the mouth of two or three witnesses. A matter is established. When the Holy Spirit who has been given to us is your teacher. Because in John 14, 26, that's what the Bible says. For the comforter which shall be sent in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring to remembrance whatsoever things I have said unto you. So if he is teaching you and bringing things to your remembrance. And you hear another man who is also saying the same things. You see that there is conviction in your heart. Yeah, you you believe it, but some of you you are one way one way street. 
Yeah, the Holy Spirit is not your guide. He's not your helper. You don't lean on him. Hey, you can't be in the church and, and, and throw away the Holy Spirit. Of all the things that Christ came to do, he said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will, the Father will send in my name. As I'm going there, there is somebody who is coming. He's coming in my name. And so if you call on the name Jesus, the one who will respond is the Holy Spirit, the helper. He's a helper. He will teach you. Are you allowed? Do you allow yourself to be taught? What do you know? What do you know about marriage? You say you want to marry. Even who to choose. How to choose. You don't choose somebody because the guy is fine. He makes me feel good. He makes you feel good. Bad, bad boys know how to make women feel good. Yeah. There, you see, there are some guys, they know how to talk. When you meet them for 30 minutes, your heart, huh, it will be melting. They say the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Should I tell you something? Look, one day I wrote a letter to a certain sister in school. Then she read it for all her mates. Wow. So the brothers, when they want to write a letter, they'll come, Charlie, for help us. They were just where so? Not serious. But you see, when you read some things, you say, hey. <laughs> he's romantic. Yeah. He's romantic. You are looking for a romantic guy. Brother, sister, it's a roller coaster ride you are calling for. Yeah. He would take you like that. She. Love God. Depend on him. Trust him. Believe. You see, when you take God's word there, just tell him that he should speak to you. you. You will see that he will change you. And when you hear somebody else saying something, it is a validation. God will confirm, hey, sit down. Where are you going? Sit down. Sit down. Come back. Yes. Wonderful. Good. Clap for yourself. Yeah. Wonderful. Don't go anywhere again. Yeah. You realize that when what has been taught, is even in school, eh, to do well, when you study ahead and the teacher is teaching, you will understand things. So, the wisdom that is given to students, read ahead. That's why you are giving textbooks. Some of you, what has been taught today, you didn't understand. So, you won't go to the next page. And you will not understand it all. You will not make the effort to understand it. So, when they come and add one, the confusion is more. So, now, your, your mind is that this teacher, when he teaches, I don't understand. So, you have made up your mind that you will not understand. 
Yeah. It is your decision. It is your decision. You have made up your mind that I don't understand and I will not understand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You say you want God to use you. Some people don't want to hear that. Even Christians. God to use me for what? But God, he, sometimes when you, when you tell some people, do you know that God loves you and, and, and he wants to use you? And, oh, we believe that he, he, he loves us, but he wants to use me for what? It, it, it's like almost like it's some people that God has to use. But as for you, he has to just give you things. You want somebody to give you things, but you don't want him to ask you to do anything. Yeah? One day I went to uh, a shop. I bought, I was carrying bottled water, this, that. I was going and coming. Some guy was sitting down looking at me. When I, when I finished, he was coming to ask me. I said, you see, if you are wise, eh, you, you come and carry the things and put them in. You see, and I will just be provoked to give you something without even asking. You are sitting down. You want me to finish my work. Then you come and tell me. You're lazy but You sit down and somebody should come. And you just collect, 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 collect. That's why you will sit there for the next 10 years. Yeah. And collect. Even if you can collect and build money, you will still collect till you die. And it's a curse. Begging is not a blessing. Somebody should labor for you and give you. Somebody should labor for you and give you. That's what you want. You don't want to make any effort. No. That's not how a Christian should behave. Well, some of you are like that. All you want is somebody should give you something. God should give you something. But never put your finger to work or to do anything whatsoever. You see, it's a sign of unreadiness. Go to the shops. All the people who are uh, sitting down begging. You will see them. If you go, you are carrying something. They will never help you. When you put it in the car, you close it, then they will, they, they will come and stand there. Mm. Yeah. They, 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 will, they will walk oh, and come and ask you for money. They will never, it never occurs to them that, oh, yeah. Are you ready? Are you sure you are ready? If you are ready, God will choose you. It's not me. When I look at myself, I realize that God chose me. And so when a man looks at me, my pastor looks at me and says, do this. Oh, God has, God has chosen me already. I'm, I want to do it. And you say I should do it. I will do it. Even things that I don't believe I can do, I'm doing it. I never... Preaching, preaching. <laughs> but it is God who was behind it. You have no idea where he wants to take you. That's why you're not serious with him. God didn't bring you here to just come and sit here and think of a husband, think of children, think of money. That's how the world thinks. And it's like, unless you get those things, you can't, you can't have time for him. And you look for those things with all your life and all your years. You see that you, do, you have not made time for God. Yeah. I've had friends whose fathers called me, at least two of them, 
in their old age. I used to remember one of them. He, his, we're all in the same church. He was my father's friend. They would insult the pastors, criticize pastors. So his children were not going to church. All of them scattered, traveled. And as he grew, he realized that the guys, he has taken them to better schools. They are supposed to be doing well, but they are selfish. They don't care. And he's in the house alone. And his nephews and people from the village are the ones who are there with him. And I remember he was not well. My friend called me, Charlie, go and visit the old boy and pray with him small. Yeah, go and visit the old boy. And I remember when I went, he was talking. He said, hey, I hear you are a pastor. You have chosen a good thing. Talk to your friends. Talk to your brothers. I mean, and he was speaking with regret. If he had known that he, these children have to be brought up in the fear of God, even though he was going to church. Some of you, you the way your parents talk about pastors and, and ministers, you don't have respect. That's when we talk, you don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. He's lying down and I'm praying with him and he's shaking and he's crying. I say, hey! Yeah, this is a so rich man. Yeah. And he, he, he's like, see, now he's empty. All of them are not, not around. And he's realized that all these things, they are not important. If they have God, their lives will be different. I mean, they don't care anymore. They don't do... Meanwhile, he has taken them to all the nice places in the world. But there was no God in it. You see that as they have grown, if you go to Europe and America, you see uh, 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 homes where people have gone to put their parents. Yeah, they don't have time. They are working. Meanwhile, these parents bought houses and put you in till you finish school to go and rent a place. You, nobody lives with you. Nobody can stay with you. You don't even, you can't even visit them. And many of them become depressed. You see them sitting down from morning to evening watching TV in the homes. <laughs> yeah. Watching TV. Even their grand, some, some people, their grandchildren even don't visit them. Yeah, you won't see your grandchildren. If all you have labored for is this world, you got nothing. Oh. Yeah. You got nothing. So let's be careful. God is wiser. He sees things. Uh, he sees things far ahead of us. That's why He draws us closer. And when you walk in the wisdom of God, you realize that as you are moving on, eh, Charlie, things are becoming proper and properly aligned. May God help us. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. Lift your hands. And we believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.